0: It's time for the Fantasy Points
1: Podcast, brought to you by fantasypoints.com. Top level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. We are back with another episode of Take Talk. I'm your host, Brett Whitefield, and today we are joined by Chris Wecht. Steve is presumably unavailable this has been a crazy week with the 4th of July I'm sure we'll be recording this and Steve will hit me up and say hey man are we recording today that's just the way the week's kind of been but uh, I have a, a limited schedule today so Chris was available he had a great idea for a podcast topic so I thought we would jump in and knock it out really quick Chris how are you
0: I'm doing good uh, yeah we're just we'll just have some fun on this holiday week and yeah do do a little fun draft here
1: yeah. Easy listening is what I like to call it. It's kind of like listening to guru in the morning over on Sirius XM. It's easy listening, nice and uh, gentle football discussion here. So Um, but Chris, I mean, this is your idea. So why don't you roll out the plan and what we'll be doing?
0: Yeah. So I thought it'd be fun, a little bit of a different way to talk about teams and, you know, who we like and who we don't like. If we took, you know, we'll, we'll go back and forth here, drafting di- our favorite divisions to who what, what divisions win the most game. And we'll, you know, we'll draft them now and we'll come back at the end of the year and add up the win totals for each team. So if you want to draft the chiefs, you got to draft the Raiders, Chargers, and Broncos with them. If you, uh, you know, I'm trying to think what divisions have like one really good team. Um, you know, the probably like the NFC West, you know, the Rams and Cardinals aren't like super popular, but the yeah. Niners and Seahawks might be. Uh, so yeah, we'll, uh, we'll take turns. Do you want to do uh, just, do you want to do the snake draft or do you want to do just back and forth?
1: Um. Wow. I hadn't thought of that. Is there a, you think going snake style is too big of an advantage? Probably.
0: I don't think there is a clear one oh one. So I don't know if it matters that much. But I don't care.
1: Let's do let's do a third round reversal. Jesus. Oh, snake, third round. So it basically be No, let's not do that. Let's not. Let's just go back and forth. All right. Um and then someone needs to take tally. I'll take Tally. Because at the end of the year, we'll come back and see who is more right.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, my gosh. My new mic's out. Even typing is hard. Like, I can't type and talk. I got to mm-hmm. fix this microphone. All right. Um, I'll flip a coin, and then we'll decide who goes first. Okay? Heads or tails, Chris? Heads. Heads it is. So, Chris gets the first pick.
0: All right. I'm going to go... Oh boy, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the NFC East. I think you the yeah. I, I mean, obviously the Eagles are in it. They've got a ten and a half win total from Vegas. The other teams are pretty middling, but I think the NFC is just overall really bad. I think they're. I mean, we saw last year three teams made it in the playoffs from this division. I think. I don't think you can get I, I like attacking these NFC teams and thinking they, you know, they can get some good wins. So yeah, I think the Eagles are a lock for over ten wins. I think the Giants probably have some regression coming for them, but I think they'll still, you know, like eight wins feels like their floor. Dallas um probably also I don't know if they're a double digit team. The NFC is just so bad. So I, I kinda like getting the best team in the NFC, and then some some other teams that are at least somewhat competitive.
1: When you said there wasn't a clear 101, I disagreed, but I didn't want to say that because I wanted the first pick, and I would have picked them. Uh, obviously, the Eagles – the Vegas line on the Eagles is weird to me. Ten and a half seems low for a team that pretty much dominated every game they had a starting quarterback in last year.
0: Um, I, I think it's a strength of schedule thing. So despite them being a weak NFC, they do play the – they play the AFCE, so you get the Bills, Dolphins, Patriots and they're playing a uh, 1st place
1: schedule so the the other yeah. non-conference non-division games are going to be first place teams which right it is, they what get it is. The,
0: yeah they get the Chiefs they get um yeah yeah San Francisco yeah they're the Bills they're they're getting basically every top yeah. you know team outside of like Cincinnati might be the only one that they're like not playing
1: right well, beyond that, the, I think the Cowboys have probably a top five roster in the NFL pretty easily. Um, I think Washington is due for a little bit of an upgrade. I mean,
0: none of these teams are tanking either. They're, yeah, none they're of these all teams
1: are tanking. they're all trying to win. I mean, Washington, yeah. especially they really need to win. And then the Giants, while they might be due for a small regression, um, I still think they probably get the seven, eight wins.
0: Right. That's so what I think that's then, their floor.
1: Yeah, and then if Washington's competitive or more competitive, they're at 7-8 wins as well. I think Dallas and Philly are both double-digit candidates. I mean, I think you have a really good uh, chunk of wins coming from this division, so I, I, I'm i completely fine. I think this is the, the the right overall first overall pick. So, All right, I'm going to go with... I think the only other candidate for one one would be the AFC West. Oh, um, that's not who I had. No, no. Okay, it,
0: they're definitely close. I think the next two are close for me.
1: Actually, yeah. Can I switch it? I I just realized the mistake <laughs> I made. I'm I'm gonna go AFC North.
0: Yeah, that's the one I would have went.
1: Yeah. So Cincinnati, they have the the tied for the highest Vegas win total with the Chiefs at 11 and a half. Um, all the teams in this division, like the the NFC East, are competitive. They're trying to win. I think the Browns are, are due for a better season than last year. I think they probably get the 10 wins, or at least there's a good chance. They, there's a pathway to get the 10 wins. Pittsburgh, another team that's probably underrated at this point in the offseason. I think there's a pathway for them to get the 10 wins. Not saying it's likely, but there's a pathway for it to happen. And then the Ravens are another team who's pretty much widely considered to be upgraded. Lamar Jackson is healthy. He's under contract. Good pass catchers. Defense yeah we'll see how that goes at the secondary but um I, I think all four of these teams are are legitimate playoff contenders so um i think this is another situation you might you may be able to get the 40 wins between these four teams which would be insane
0: yeah they're i mean pre- Last year, this this was like a very common division with three teams making the playoffs. Uh, never the Browns yes. before, but now the Browns shouldn't should be in contention this year, if the Deshaun Watson trade pays off for them. But yeah, this is this is the same argument as the NFCs. Like, th- three teams could easily make the playoffs from this division. Um, I actually think Kenny Pickett impressed me in the second half of the year more than I thought he would. Um, he a lot of his numbers got better in the second half of the year. I don't trust Matt Canada to make a creative fun offense for them, but right. I do think Pickett improved. I think they have one of the better wide receiver duos in the league with Deontay Johnson and, and George Pickens if they just can use them correctly.
1: Uh Allen Robinson, bro.
0: Yeah, Allen Robinson is there. Pat Farmuth is the true best third option there. Um Najee Harris continues to get slept on. I just, I don't understand it. I, people, th- I, I saw a tweet this morning that said Najee Harris is basically uglier David Montgomery and I just don't understand. Oh yeah. From Debra. Yes. That's who I couldn't remember who I saw him from.
1: Yeah. Debro is the, he's the, what is he? The, the unicorn chaser. So like he, he's obsessed with uh, the backup there. I can't remember his Jaylen name. Jalen Warren. He does not like Naj- Najee. We, him and I, uh, debate about this all the time because he he was just texting me last night asking me for startup tr- uh, advice, and I at mo- multiple picks. I told him to take Najee Harris, and he w- he just would not do it.
0: <laughs> so, uh, Former first round pick has a broken foot, and everybody that's it. Everybody's like, no, he he is just bad. He's just not a good running back. Just basically crushed the league the past two years and missed tackles for us per touch. I don't get it. I just don't understand it. Yeah, Crazy. for sure. Um, yeah, so I think the Steelers have all the offensive pieces, and they've got the. I don't know what do what's is, what is what defensive player of the year rank is TJ Watt in the league? Probably top two.
1: Uh, but it's Bosa and Watt, is it not?
0: Bosa, so Donald. Watt, Donald. Yeah, Donald. Bosa Watt Donald. Yeah. yeah. That's why I was like, is yeah, who do I put him above Bosa? Yeah, so it's top two-ish, top three-ish defensive player in the league. I mean, yeah. you're not going to get much better than that. Uh, the Ravens have been good every year that Lamar Jackson has been, after his first year, have been good since then. Like, he's going to win them games. A new offense will hopefully finally put them over the top for their sake. Um, what do you think the Browns' floor is? Like, could it, be, could it be as bad as we've seen the Browns be in the past? Or do you think there is I mean, some level of floor there?
1: This isn't, like, groundbreaking analysis here, but it really depends on Deshaun Watson. Right. If we get the Deshaun we saw last year, the floor is probably pretty low, actually.
0: Like, do I mean, you their, think they-
1: Their defense is really good, and they get a good run game. So it's like they probably will be competitive until the last, you know, five, six weeks of the season. Worst case scenario. So, I mean, they could probably get the six, seven wins is probably their floor. Just because yeah. defense and, and run game, um, you know, they'll beat they should beat up on bad teams, is what I'm thinking. Yeah. But in the high pressure situations against good against good teams, Deshaun has to be better this year for them right. to hit their ceiling, obviously. So yeah.
0: And then the divisions they get the AFC South and the NFC West, which is two of the easier divisions yep. to play. So even the Bengals, like despite them having a first place schedule, they're gonna get a ton of teams that they should easily beat.
1: Yep. All right. Bengals' um, This record is actually a pretty good bet. Cause I still think it pays favorable odds right now.
0: Yeah. That would not surprise me at all. Yeah. All right. Um, that was definitely who I wanted. Now I think it is very tight between these next two. I agree. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the AFC East. Uh, passing on the chiefs does not feel good. But I think like the Chiefs are like kind of not a super they don't win a ton of regular season games for whatever reason. at least not, I mean they do, but not at the same level the bills and the when we've seen the Bengals win because Mahomes has like only hosted one AFC championship game, which is like crazy to think about in his career. Um, so I'll take the bills who are probably a lock for 10 wins. The problem is the Bills have routinely beat up on their own division for the for the past few years, and I think that 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 door is definitely closed for them. I think Miami, with a healthy Tua, is a pretty good team. I mean, we were we were they were leading the division for the first five or six weeks last year. I think New England will be exponentially better with an actual offensive coordinator. Yes. Like I don't think that can be understated enough. Um, and the Jets will be substantially better with a functional quarterback i mean rogers could be what what percent of rogers talent has the jets qb room last year like what if you get rogers at 35 percent, is that still better than the jets qb
1: yeah probably if you can get rogers to functionally check it down on every snap that's better than what they were getting last year
0: right yeah so all of these teams are going for the playoffs. All of them will be fighting to win. Two of them have like noticeable improvements on what major changes be. Similar how we saw the Dolphins with Mike McDaniel and Tyreek Hill coming, like just totally changed the way the team worked. I think the Jets and the Patriots could have the same effect.
1: Yeah, I I was probably going to go with this division too. This is another one where I think all four teams are competing. They all want the playoffs, and they all have pathways to get there. I do think the Patriots are going to be much, much better this year. Um, passing the ball might be tricky still for them, but they do have a legit offensive coordinator now, so I think that's really going to help them, as you stated. And then if Tua can stay healthy, the Dolphins should be pretty darn good too. That roster is really, really really talented. Obviously, on offense, they got a ton of pass catchers that are really good, and then defensively, they've, they kind of made a pretty giant leap last year towards the end of the year with um, Jalen Phillips really developing as a as a peer pass rusher. So obviously their secondary is good as well. But I definitely like the the AFC East there. Which leaves me with probably the team or the division I was going to go with first over or second overall. And that's the AFC West.
0: Yeah, that's the there's a big teardrop here. They're the only obvious choice here.
1: Yeah, I, you know, the Chiefs, you said that they, they don't all win a ton of games. I will say, while they haven't had, like, a spike season, they they won 14 games last year.
0: Yeah, I know. they that, Last they've, year was definitely... they won
1: 12 games in six of the last seven years. And they've only missed the playoffs in one year that Andy Reid was there. That was his second year. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean... They're, yeah, they might not have a 15-win season or something crazy like that, but I think they're a pretty safe bet to be right at the top of the league again. So um, that's nice. And then the Chargers, gosh, how we feel about the Chargers? I feel like with Kellen Moore there, they definitely should be – I mean, they were a playoff team last year, but they should take a step forward, right?
0: I'm not even the biggest Kellen Moore fan, but he will be – yeah, it's another just like addition by subtraction thing, just yes. not having Herbert check down – over and over with one of the lowest dots in the league, despite having one of the best deep throwers in the league. I, there's not many I'd want more than him throwing throwing down the field, and he yeah. just was never asked to do it last year. Yep. Uh, so, I, I mean,
1: I think this is a big year for Herbert in general. Like, the hype eventually, or the the play on the field eventually has to match the hype, and this would be the year for him to do it. So, I think, you know. If I had to bet, I would say he comes out on top of that, and he he establishes himself as one of the best QBs in the league. Chargers win ten plus games, make the playoffs, yada yada yada. Um, the other team here, the Broncos, are a team that's com- they're going to try to compete. They got an old veteran quarterback that's getting a lot of money. They're definitely not tanking. Brandon Browning is healthy. Defense is looking good. Just really about that offense. You know, can they can they fix what was so messed up last year on offense? And obviously, they brought in Sean Payton to help with that. I think that could write the ship. Um, I think as a three though, they're really strong. Like I'm counting on them to get me the third most wins in this division. That's really strong. Um, I there's a pathway for them to make the playoffs. Unlikely, but there's a there's a way that they can do it. The concerning team in this division is the Raiders. Um yes. this is the first real, you know, of all the divisions uh-huh. we've drafted so far. This is the first real question mark where it's like, ugh. Just yeah, they, don't you. really. I don't even think you can count on a floor for them. Like at least with Washington and the NFC East, you're like, yeah, they're competitive. They play good defense. They're well a really well coached team. Like floor is probably seven, eight wins. Yep. Raiders is like, dude. I, I said to you a couple weeks ago, like we got to start taking over under bets on when McDaniel's is gone. <laughs> like I, I said Thanksgiving earlier. Like I think maybe he's fired by Thanksgiving. That would imply they're going, they're coming out of Thanksgiving weekend with two, three wins. And I think that's realistic. So that scares me a little bit here. I think this is the first team we have that really probably won't get the six wins. I know like their Vegas line six and a half. I just don't see how that's like. This should be five and a half to me.
0: Yeah, it definitely feels strong for them. They do. They don't have the toughest schedule outside outside of their division. They're playing teams like Minnesota, New York, both New York teams uh Steelers line the NFC North the the Colts uh so it's not that's got to be what's keeping them afloat their win total afloat is their yeah their strength of schedule is not the hardest but yeah they they I mean they think they can win right
1: yeah
0: they're they're trying to win a Super Bowl this year um so they're they're definitely going to try I I just don't know how they are, because yeah, they're they're gonna lose both times to the Chiefs. I hope they lose both times to the Chargers. They they might split with Denver, maybe. I mean, I don't know. if Russ just returns to a little bit more like what we've seen from him, they're the Broncos are gonna be exponentially better. Um, yeah, they are definitely the first team. They are definitely the first team we've drafted that legitimately could finish with three wins or something like that yep all right um, all right so that was definitely a big teardrop for me I think this is another tier here between two divisions um, man I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the NFC West Bing you And I I thought I was finally going to catch a break here. I don't feel good about this (laughs) because you're taking on the Cardinals (laughs) and that might just be a, that might be a zero.
1: (laughs) It might be, but there's a, there's enough else here though, that make you, you know, to make you be excited about this division.
0: Yeah. So I mean, I mean,
1: the the most games in the league. Yeah.
0: That's, that's yeah. You're hoping for 10 wins from the, from the Niners. Although like we're both not the biggest Brock Purdy fans. Like there's a world where, I mean, we've seen Shanahan put together functional teams with other bad quarterbacks. So maybe he can do it again, but there's also a world where Brock Purdy clearly shows that he's an undrafted, you know, QB and is not good. Um, the Seahawks are definitely trying to win, but again, Geno could regress to kind of what we saw him be. I, there's, there's definitely a floor there, though. Like, I don't see the Seahawks losing or winning less than like seven games.
1: Vegas doesn't really like the Seahawks, which is weird.
0: I'm seeing nine wins.
1: I've seen nine on at Caesars, but I'm seeing eight and a half at FanDuel, eight and a half at Points, but eight and a half at DraftKings.
0: Yeah, they're definitely baking in some regression there, it feels like. Um, maybe they don't trust Gino yeah which I guess is definitely fair I mean this guy was not good for a while Um, and then the Rams they are absolute garbage on defense uh, minus Aaron Donald they I'm kind of just betting on McVay wouldn't have come back if he didn't want to try to win again like he's already contemplated retirement enough he was only coming back if Stafford was coming back all reports are Stafford is healthy if that is true, I think six and a half win total that I'm seeing at Vegas is low for them. Um, I agree with that. Yeah, just because they're Stafford plus Cup plus the rest of the role players on offense is is going to be enough for them to win some games here and there. Uh, it might come at the expense of the Cardinals and and teams like that, but they're gonna win. They're gonna win seven games. I feel like. But yeah, the Cardinals. Well, you know, the Cardinals, all reports are that, like, they're still in on Kyler. Like, they are not like we are right. tanking for Caleb Williams. They are standing behind Kyler. I'm a big fan of Kyler. I think he's just gotten a bad, a raw deal with previous coaching. If he comes back by week 10, 13 ish, that range, and they can pull out, you know, maybe they win one or two without him. And if they can get me to, If they can get me to their win total of five wins and maybe I get to six or seven somehow, that would be awesome.
1: Yeah. I agree with that. Um, It's tough, though. (laughs) That is a tough situation. I mean, Kyler could even come back before that. It sounds like he's not all too far off from playing. The question is, is like, if you're going into week seven and they're at zero wins, like, why even – why risk him, you know? Like, why –
0: well, he has a lot to gain. He has a lot to lose by not playing. Really? Well, if
1: is his contract not guaranteed?
0: I guess that's true. I guess the perception of him would be that they are not behind him, so he's got to, yeah. Either they've got to tell him to like this is not because we want to tank to get a you know get Caleb Williams or whatever QB is early in the draft next year. So they're going to have to really sell him on that piece because he at least from his perspective, I imagine he wants to go out and show that all the past few years were not his fault. I'm, you know, I'm as good as I, you know, my draft capital says I was back when I was drafted. I can be the awesome QB people thought I would be a few years ago.
1: Yeah, that's fair. All right. I'm going to go. So I'm torn between two divisions here. I was looking at the NFC North and the NFC South.
0: Oh, Uh, this should be easy.
1: I'm gonna go with the NFC North.
0: Yeah, it's got to be the NFC North.
1: Um, it's a situation where I think all four teams are gonna be try to be competitive this year. Whether the Bears can actually compete is remains to be seen, and we'll hit them in a second. But I think at the top, you got the Lions. I think they're they're pretty close to a, a lock of their over of nine and a half. I think I, th- I think they get the ten eleven wins relatively easily. They have a pretty favorable schedule as well, especially early on. Um. Beyond that, though, I mean, I, I have been calling for the Vikings to regress, and I think that is still true. I think they do regress, but I think the Packers are probably better than they were last year. I think Aaron Rodgers is pretty checked out. Their their pass-catching situation is so much better going into the season, obviously with Watson and Dubs having a year more under their belt. Getting Randall Cobb off the field is a big win for them because <laughs> he's a net loss at this point. To add Jaden Reed, Luke Musgrave, Tucker Craft to the mix, and I know – Musgrave and Craft are rookie tight ends, but these guys are both athletic freaks, and I think if they're going to offer you something in the pass game, it could easily happen as a rookie for them because they're both just juicy. Um, their secondary is still good, and their pass rush is insane. So, oh, not to mention great offensive line. Um, we've seen this before with the Packers, where you know they they do the QB swap and everything kind of works out. And I know Jordan Love didn't quite have the pedigree of Aaron Rodgers, but he still was a first round pick. Um, he's got, what, four years of experience under his belt, obviously having not played a lot. But, I mean, he's going into his fifth year. Like, this is a really kind of an ideal passing of the torch situation, to be honest. They've been grooming this kid for a while, um, and he's got a really good supporting cast. So I think they probably outperform their seven and a half Vegas win total while maybe the Vikings underperform theirs a little bit. But either way, I still think I'm getting a solid, you know, eight-ish wins from both teams there. And the Bears... Their their Vegas line is absurd to me. It's at seven and a half right now. I don't see how they get to that.
0: That's all right. So that's probably the first team we've mentioned we think is lower than. Um, um, Yeah, I'm no. Yeah, that's probably it's got to be the NFC and just the division that they're in not being the strongest. I mean, because all of these, none of these teams are more than the Lions are leading the division at nine and a half. And the low is seven and a half. Like so clearly this is Vegas saying we this don't is unnecessary
1: Justin Field type is what this is. Like why are the pa- why do the Packers and the Bears have the same win total in Vegas? Look at go compare their rosters side by side.
0: Yeah, the defense for I mean the defense alone for the, the two teams is I mean yeah, Packers have line. a legit yeah and offensive line is yeah, the Bears, the
1: obviously defense. they improve their offensive line a little bit, but like the Packers have a really good offensive line and a really good defense. Like you just you need Jordan Love not to crap the bed, and they they walk to more wins than the Bears.
0: Yeah, so they play the this divi- they, this whole division plays the NFC South, so that's helping them, but then they get the AFC West. So that other mm-hmm. than like we talked about, other than the Raiders, that's not a layup division.
1: No. Yeah, I, I, mean, I think the Bears are gonna struggle. I mean, I'm not saying they can't get to seven and a half, but that just seems seems crazy that, that they have the same line as the Packers. When you yeah, go, they're, these Yeah, you're right. If
0: court. I was betting these teams head to head, I I I'd, I'd bet Packers over Bears. Cuz there's yeah. no way. I mean, Jordan Justin Field did some magical things mostly with his legs, and he showed improvement as a passer for sure as well though. But Jordan Love is not going to be a worse thrower of the football than Fields. I don't I don't think. No,
1: there's no no planet that happens this year anyways. Yeah. Fields would have to take a gigantic leap. Right? And I know we, you know, I've even been guilty of talking about the Allen and and Hertz thing with them and Lamar. Even they yeah, like, bring
0: in DJ, you bring in the star receiver. Yeah. Like, yeah,
1: the starting point for Fields is already lower. Like Hertz was never a bad thrower of the football. Like right. he was he accurate was, in college, very yeah. accurate in it college. Was, he yeah. was accurate. It was more
0: processing. Yeah, it was exactly it was
1: processing. Issue. Fields has both issues going on right now. Yeah, where it's it's accuracy and processing. So um, he would have to take like a crazy ridiculously even if he got to 2021 20, hertz i'm not sure that's enough to get them to seven and a half
0: yeah because well it might not with the rest of the roster yeah you know.
1: exactly the, yeah. like the eagles were loaded they were loaded everywhere else they, i was gonna say they, they made the playoffs, to the playoffs that year, that year. so yeah. um yeah i just i don't see i don't see the love here for for the bears but um anyways i feel good about this div- getting this division with my third
0: pick so do you, if you were starting a team from a franchise from scratch right now, had to you had to accept all existing contracts and every age of players, everything? Is there a receiving core, wide receivers and tight ends that you'd rather have than the Packers?
1: Oh, this is a good question. This is a very good question. Um, I think the Vikings so contracts maybe- age.
0: I think the Vikings maybe. The Bengals are out because their contracts are about to be a nightmare. So the
1: Vikings, are, they're going to have to pay Hawkinson and Jefferson in the same year. Is Jefferson right?
0: not? Yeah, he's not paid yet, is he?
1: No, he's not paid yet. But I do like Jefferson, Addison, and Hawkinson in a vacuum is is nice. That's really juicy. Um, I'm trying to think of another situ- situation. Philly
0: maybe, but once you pay Smith. Because Goddard and A.J. Brown are paid already. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think that it might not be an obvious one. I think they're is a Probably legitimate. Cincinnati. No way. I mean, I mean, I guess if you took Burrow all, it's just going to be a nightmare for them. Well, they can't. You, they can't keep all three.
1: I would get rid of Boyd in a second.
0: So no, I'd no, be, not Bo- they can't keep Burrow, Higgins, and Chase. There's no way they're going so. to be able to pay all three of them and put a functional roster.
1: Factoring over? QB into this or just
0: no, that's just why. Just, that's why I said. I guess if you yeah, aren't factoring pass catchers, yeah. I
1: I'd still love the idea. of Chase Higgins and whatever. But yeah, um yeah, I mean to your point, Packers are in a phenomenal situation. Especially if Watson continues to, to get better, you know?
0: Yeah, they the real
1: wild card because he's a he's a game breaker. Did they have Jaden Reed as a sub-4-four guy? I know he ran like 4-4-3 or something at the combine, but mm-hmm. they have him as a sub-4-4 guy. Now, we saw at the senior bowl. He's fast, so it's not yeah. It's not like super surprising, but it is weird that in the, in the day of the, the official times, we still are doing our own timing.
0: <laughs> yeah, so it doesn't make sense at all.
1: And I, like, there is like, people think that the combine laser time scores are I- infallible. They are actually, like they're still manually started. Right. So yeah, there's
0: no, there's no exact. And you're, when we're talking fractions of a second, there's that, which is just impossible to be a hundred percent accurate.
1: Exactly. But, Anyways, yeah, I, th- I mean you make a great point though. Packers are set up pretty well for the future.
0: Yeah, they they have pretty massive upside with very little risk cuz none of like all of these guys are cheap and and whatever, and they could just continue to replace them.
1: Dude, this is what they've been doing for a, over a decade though. Yeah. They don't draft receivers in the first round. They draft them in the second round. Yep. Jordy Cobb, um Devante, Now, Watson, now Jaden Reed. And then you mix in the tight ends in there, and it's this is what they do. They they they're like the Steelers in a lot of ways. They draft really well at receiver, and they develop these guys.
0: How do they? It is so weird that those two teams just like continue to do it over and over and over again, and no other teams seem to be able to. It's just those two.
1: Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I mean, it's true. Like I feel like I've there's certain positions I scout better than others. You know. Now, the the, the development thing is a whole other part of the equation. But, like, as far as identifying, you know, guys with potential and value at the position, I like it makes sense that you'd have positions you are better at, though.
0: Sure, but. yeah, just weird. None of that brain trust would ever leak out across the league or True. anything. True, But I guess then, if even if it does, that just means other guys are now getting boosted up higher because you are like, oh, I know the Packers or the Steelers will take this guy in the second. We got to take him in the first. True, and so on which then just leads to the Packers and Steelers uncovering more gems that they they knew about. All right, um, so only two divisions left, so I'm really making the final pick for both of us. Um, I'm going to go with the... I'm going to go with the NFC South, and I can't believe it's because of the team that I'm gonna say it is, and I think it's because of the Falcons. <laughs> I think the Falcons are gonna win more games than people think they are. Wow. Um, I
1: Vegas agrees with you, by the way.
0: Yeah, they, I, I'm seeing eight wins. Eight uh, the half. Saints are the the Saints are the favorite in the division, which I also like. Derek Carr, so like that's another bonus here. But I think I think between those two teams, I'll be able to get enough out of it. The problem with the AFC South is outside of Jacksonville, who I definitely like. I kind of like Tennessee too, but I'm going to stick with the NFC South. I think the, I'm not a Ritter fan. I don't think he's awesome, but I do think he has a certain floor that Mariota just was not giving them last year at all. Mariota was one of the worst quarterback plays I've ever seen last year. Like just, there's a reason they hit historic lows in pass attempts per game, and it was because of Mariota. Their their play count immediately went up when Ritter came in. I I'm not saying he's going to lift them to new heights, but he's going to make them a more functional offense. And they added a ton of like key pieces to um, Jesse Bates and on defense. They added a couple good offensive linemen, Chris Lindstrom. Like they're they're a team that's trying to win and thinks they can win. With Ritter at QB,
1: yeah, the fact that they're going to be trying to compete is a good sign. I do think Arthur Smith is really relying heavily on recreating what Vrabel had with the Titans. You know, just yeah. just as recent as a year ago, where it's like we're going to pound your face in with the run game, and we're going to play good assignment sound defense. That combination still works to hit a good floor you know your your ceiling's pretty capped but i do agree with you like if you had to throw a dart at a team of these last two divisions the surprise the falcons would probably be one of them and like i said vegas agrees with you i'm seeing eight and a half wins on three different sports books so um that implies they think they're a potential playoff team so that's And Then the saints i think being the favorite makes sense um
0: even the bucks like the bucks have a decent roster surrounding their QB if Baker yep. can be functional I mean which we kind of saw him do at times with the Rams last year the 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 roster he was playing with with the Rams is probably 10 times worse than the roster he's going to be playing with the bucks yes because it was Cooper Cup was gone I mean he was thrown to Van Jefferson and Ben Scourneck for the most part with the Rams now he's going to throw to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin Uh, They have a solid defense around him. I'm not the Bucks are not going to be anything threatening for a Super Bowl or anything, but they they might be better. I think six and a half is a fair win total for them. Um, Panthers is probably the one I don't I feel the worst about. Not really, yeah. Rookie QB seven and a half feels strong for them. Whether I mean Bryce Young is going to have to be pretty good right from the start for them to hit that. Um and yeah and the saints i like their car the saints have been competitive pretty much every year regardless of who's at qb for them um they always i mean they started last year very bad but then eked out enough wins to be middling that's just kind of what they always are and they'll probably be that again um yeah so that's what i'm going with
1: yeah i i think you're i think that was the right pick um trying to think yeah I, I agree i think the panthers win total is kind of nuts seven and a half with a rookie qb who is already gonna have to be an outlier to be successful so like i don't i don't love the odds there their defense was pretty good last year it's getting better they do have a strong run game well i actually we don't actually know if they will because it's a whole new regime so but they have some talent so um but yeah i think i think they're a candidate to hit the under on their their uh, win total there all right, that leaves us with the N- or AFC South. The two South teams are the last two picks. Um, I don't mind, you know, having this as the last pick. I think hitting the upside of Trevor Lawrence. You know, I look at it like I have two premier quarterbacks in uh, in Mahomes with AFC West, and actually, I have all the premier quarterbacks. I have yeah, Burrow, yeah. Mahomes, Lawrence. You've got feel the AFC good
0: about the favorite, yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's like if – you know, what de- what might decide this thing, Chris, is like who has the team that ends up with the most wins. Like what if one of these teams spikes for 15 wins? Like that's going to give us a huge advantage. Yep. And Jaguars aren't obviously likely to do that, but they play in a horrible division. And Lawrence Lawrence kind of had his coming out party last year. He might, he might elevate them to 12, 13 wins. You never know. So I like that. The rest of this division is tricky though. So unfortunately – I don't know. Like the Colts, I probably like more than the Titans, at least for their potential to um, surprise people. Like this is another one, not to just pound on the Bears. If you're a Bears fan listening, I'm sorry to do this to you. But the Colts win total is six and a half. They play in a much worse division than Chicago. And again, go look at their roster head to head. Tell me where the
0: Bears are better than the Colts. You can't tell me a single spot. Well Pan- I was thinking even the Panthers, like two rookie QB, sure. like there's to me they, they should have yeah. the same win total.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, just Richardson to Fields comp is so crazy because like yeah, you know, the chances of Richardson being as bad as Fields was as a rookie are small, but even if he was, the roster is bad. Or I mean it's way better than the Bears roster, who's terrible. But they're better at pass catcher, they're better on the offensive line, um, they're better at tight end significantly. I mean, they're one of the best tight end rooms in the league. They they have a really good run game with Jonathan Taylor, pass rushes there with Buckner and Quiddy Pay and uh, Samson Ebicom, Deo uh, Odium Bingo. They have one of the best coverage linebackers in the league. They drafted a, a corner pretty high. Their their secondary could be a little messy, but uh, overall this team is so much better than the Bears, and they have a lower win total. So I think the Colts could easily. I mean. Shoot, we were talking they were the favorite to win that division last year, weren't they? And then Matt Ryan just kind of
0: They probably were. The Jaguars might have been close, but they probably I think they were. Was, I
1: think it was Colts Titans, to be honest. I was gonna
0: say actually, yeah, Titans might have it had to have been tight between the three of them.
1: Yeah. So, anyways, Colts, I think, you know, there's no reason they shouldn't outperform the Bears, but um Yeah, then the Titans. I I know you said you feel pretty good about the Titans. I think their win total's about right,
0: seven and a half. Think. So then, you've got to feel like there's a chance we see Levis this year, if you think that. No, because, well, I guess it depends.
1: I haven't I haven't studied their schedule enough to know, but to see Levis, they'd have to be really, really bad early. You know, if they if they start say, you know, two and three, three and four, four and five, anywhere close to five hundred, and they're they're like competitive all the way until December. I don't think you'll see Levis. I Think you'll see Tannehill the whole way. Also, Vrabel just does not. He doesn't mess around like that.
0: So That's, I don't think we see Levis. That's what. Yeah, I know. In like fantasy drafts, Tannehill is like he might be the last starting QB drafted, and I just don't understand it. Like I, I don't think we see Levis this year, barring an injury to Tannehill.
1: Yeah, and fantasy, you're talking best ball. Yeah, yeah, just for yeah. season long. That's yeah, I wouldn't be touching Levis. Um, yeah. So let's say they fall on the the over side of seven and a half and land at eight wins. Like that implies they'll be competitive all the way to to December. There's no reason you should see Loveless if that's the scenario. So, um, and then Frable's such a good coach, though, man. You just never know; he might get these guys to play. Um, it's just the the pass catchers that worry me a ton. Um, They'll just their randomly roster's beat the Chiefs. Decent, but what's that?
0: They'll just like randomly beat the Chiefs one week. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. So, and then lastly, the Texans. I think the Texans are still really bad. I don't think they get the six and a half wins. They have a rookie quarterback. The roster's pretty bare and they still don't have any real defensive assets. They're um, definitely the bad, but
0: they're definitely bad, but they're also definitely better than they were last year.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. How many games did they win last year, Two? 3.
0: Uh yeah, 3, right, cuz they gave the pick yeah. to the Bears. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so if they win 5, 6 games, they're still they're still coming in under their win total. And they also still improved, so and I actually think some I mean, of those wins were fluky though, right? Didn't they beat the Titans like week one or something or the Jags?
0: And they beat the Colts in week 18 on the Hail Mary. Yes, that's right. That was a uh, Lovey Smith's going out party.
1: Yeah. So they're really, I mean, they played like a one, two win team last year. So even if they get the four five, I think that's improvement.
0: They've got some fun pieces though. Like Damien Pierce at running back is fun. Their wide receivers are pretty bare with Nico Collins and John Mechie. So that's not great. But on defense, I mean, uh Singletary and um or Stingley, not Singletary. I'm thinking of the other running back. Uh who played opposite him? Stevie Nelson last year. Were were like pretty good. Like better than much better than a lot of other teams. So they've they've got some pieces that are fun and potentially exciting. And D'Amico Ryans is just so much better than Lovey Smith coaching.
1: That is true. They they got Will Anderson, who could be the next, you know, D'Amico Ryan's freak on the D line. So I just think they're just too young. You know, too young. There's they still lack talent. They do have some, but uh I, I can't see them getting over their win total. I think they're probably one of the they're picking in the top five next year again for sure.
0: Well, no, they're not. <laughs>
1: Well, true. Oh my God. The Cardinals are picking in the top five
0: twice. Yeah. So looking at all these win total, I'm actually a little surprised. I've never like looked at all of them together in one list. There there's there's like not a lot of separation as as much as I thought there would be. There's no
1: Vegas mids the crap out of this list. Yeah, purpose. there
0: yeah. yeah, there is a lot of seven and a half and max eleven and a half teams, with most of it being seven and a half to nine and a half.
1: Yep. Even like the the premier teams, the Chiefs and the Eagles, and what's uh, the Bengals? Like eleven and a half is their total. Yeah, that, that's such a conservative play by Vegas because, yeah. like, that's worth betting the over on all those teams. I think, but
0: yeah, yeah, and I, and I mean, how many of these teams do you think? Like, so the Cardinals know they're not winning anything this year. Texans probably fall in that bucket as well. That might be the end of the list. Everybody else you might be the bear, Colts.
1: The Bears, but oh, the, I bet you the is Bears. That staff probably knows they need to start winning.
0: Right. That They they at least think they can compete or at least start winning.
1: I don't Colts. think the Colts care about winning yeah, this year. Yeah, Colts,
0: I don't think. But that's probably it. I don't think they're anybody else. The Raiders certainly at think least they yet, can. Right.
1: It all depends how the season starts. Right. You know, if you get seven games into it and, you know, you're terrible and you're trying to think of a coach that wouldn't be on the hot seat. (laughs) He's like, what do the Rams do if they start terrible?
0: You have to imagine McVeigh is like going to just check out. (laughs) He's been so close to retiring. He basically has any TV job he could want when he's done if he wants to even continue working Um, and Stafford, he he's like, especially I know the whole thing, like his wife was very outspoken with his health and everything. And yeah, you have to imagine that he is going to start not that, but the problem is like, he strikes me as a guy that like wants to compete. Like he's willing to put his body on the line, maybe to a fault. Um, Yeah. So I don't see him backing down so maybe that keeps mcVeigh involved in wanting to try to turn it around
1: yeah I wonder if you would if Stafford would demand a trade like halfway through the year <laughs> you would need a scenario to play out where that would make sense like maybe God forbid Josh Allen got hurt or something and the bills yeah. they can oh, win boy it. Oh, the bills and they could swing Stafford for like a third you know i mean they'd have to be something like that but
0: yeah
1: yeah that would be weird all right we should get out of here good idea for the topic today chris good job on that hopefully steve's not mad that we went ahead and did this without him um i will offer my apologies when i talk to him but anyways thanks for listening we will i will not be here next week actually so you're probably gonna get chris and steve or nothing one of the two, but I won't be here. Data tool is launching, though. Can we actually say
0: the date? Chris? I think we said it on the last one, so I think you're okay. To say.
1: No, we said the the internal disc or the subscriber release, didn't we?
0: No, I'm pretty sure we said it on. The okay, last
1: well, one. the date is July 13th, so okay. we're what three days away?
0: Three? No, you're way off your date. <laughs> July what? 13th is like a week away.
1: Yes. Why? I'm way on. I'm like, I need to recalibrate here. I'm way out of whack. Okay. We're like a week away from launch. Cause it is July 13th, right?
0: Yes. yes.
1: Okay. (laughs) Can't be doubting (laughs) myself. All right. Data tool launch, or it's actually the data suite. The fantasy points data suite launches July 13th. That's going to be amazing.
0: There'll be a lot of content. I'm sure surrounding that doing that. So we'll see if we get a podcast next week or if we're just doing all kinds of stuff to show off that new product.
1: Yep. Whatever it is, make sure you check it out. All right, I'm Brett Whitefield. This is Christopher Weck, and we are out.
0: Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform, and come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com.